So guess what? I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care is partnered with Buoy Hydration Products. Buoy is a really cool new invention. How does how is it different, first off, from all other hydration products that are out there? Buoy likes to call themselves easy squeezy electrolytes. Let's be honest. Most of the time, if you look out on the market for products that, quote, keep you hydrated, it usually comes in the form of a powder or a pill or a tablet or some type of specific drink. And here's the other thing. There are so many sports drinks out there that are just loaded with sugar and all kinds of extra additives and sweeteners and whatever else. I mean, the FDA literally recommends every American get no more than 26 grams of sugar every day. That's the baseline recommendation. And you can easily eclipse that in one drink. Well, Bowie felt like the alternatives needed to be better. So they've come up with this really cool, squeezable product, if you will. It comes in a really small container, ideal to fit in a purse or a backpack or a fanny pack or somewhere if you're going out on the town, if you're going out for the day. Here's the thing about hydration. Hydration is so much more than just making sure that you get enough water. It's to, it allows your body to literally absorb and maintain electrolytes, nutrients, and all kinds of other things which allow the body to actually function better. This is what makes Bowie so unique and different. One container has 40 servings in it. So you just take one little squeeze in your water, your coffee, your alcoholic beverage of choice, or whatever else you're drinking, and boom, it really helps your body maintain not just hydration, but allows you to retain all those extra nutrients which will allow you to more optimally perform in so many areas of your life. So definitely give it a try. Please head over to justaddbuoy.com. Take advantage of our unique partnership and get a 20% discount on all your purchases by simply using the coupon code capital C, capital U, F-I-T, 20. That's C-U, capital F, and then lowercase I-T, C-U, fit, 20 and take advantage of getting 20% off of all of your purchases. I know that you're going to love it as much as I do. It comes in three different varieties. You can get the regular electrolyte, uh, which is a, a small blue container. You can also get one easy buoy immunity and buoy energy. Try all of them. You can also find them in CVS drugstores nationwide, but definitely go to their site and take advantage of our exclusive discount and let us know what you think. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Tuesday morning. So today I'm super excited to have a really unique type of guest. Um, if you've been following me for a lot for a while, you know that I always like to talk about how important it is that you inventory what you think, what you believe, and really be onto yourself when you start to go in the quote unquote rabbit hole of negative thinking. Today, I've got a colleague on, on the show with me today, Barry Lynch. He is from Ireland. He has been um, has has had a business career for quite a while and has been coaching um, for the last several years. But what attracted me to his message was is that he calls himself a paradigm coach, which I think is a really unique way of looking at um, how we can how we can really inventory what we're thinking and what we're believing. So, Barry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you. It's great to uh, finally get to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So so why don't we just before we get into any of that, why don't you sort of talk about your background, your story, how you got to be doing what you're doing? I know we were talking before we got on on online, too, but I'd love for you to be able to share that with my audience. 
Yeah. Um, so I've been in business now 31 years. Um, I always say 27 of them were an unconscious competent. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't really know what I was doing. I was creating a lot of uh, wealth. Um, I suppose, was I happy? No. Uh, was I healthy? No. Um, but I just seemed to be chasing, I suppose, wealth or money. Um, and what I relate it back to is originally, I used to do a lot of personal development when I was in my my teens and, you know, 17, 18, 19, in, including uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Um, but I missed the key element when, you know, when I when I used to study that. And that was the, the happiness and the healthy part. I was just creating the the wealth as in think and grow rich. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's the society so, we live in, unfortunately. You know, success yes. is gauged, I think, for our, you know, what your income level is, what your social status is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I suppose at that particular time, I would have not known uh, what was right or wrong. I mean, like, as in the health and the happiness. I just thought that this was part of it, like what you said, the way people think that that's the way business is. And after about I suppose the 27, 28 years, I'd realized that um, it was all starting to get on top of me. So I had created a lot of success. I had a seven-figure business, um, but I had lots of court cases in the background going on. Uh-huh. I had lots of personal stuff going on uh-huh. that, that I created myself, but I didn't know that that was actually my fault because I blamed everybody else. So I had a, probably a bad attitude. Uh-huh. And the attitude was based on that it was everybody else's fault. It wasn't mine. Um, and I suppose I was an angry person. I was angry at myself. Uh-huh. And what I, what I found uh, about four years ago was I started to look into um, paradigms in, in a way. I didn't know what paradigms were. Uh-huh. I came across Bob Proctor. And I started to look into and study paradigms in, in many different ways, almost like a scientist. And then I established that what my actual problem was, and the problem was me. It wasn't everybody else. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and as our own worst enemy funny. sometimes, though. Yes, yes. As a result of that, then it allowed me then to start to change me as a person. So I started to create uh, the happiness and create, um, I suppose, the the health and allow the wealth to to still be there by by working smarter instead of harder. Um, And of course, I had to change my mindset, completely Uh change my mindset. To change the way I used to think about things. You know, I was very... I had a bad self-image, so I didn't like myself. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't like the reflection that looked back at me. Um, I certainly didn't like other people. I always had a problem with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was because I had a bad self-image of myself. Yeah. But when I, when I developed a skill to change that and realized that I could change it, uh, I started to like myself for who I was. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's funny, as I always say, most people tend to have two personalities, they have yeah. one when they're in their own private uh, domain, and uh-huh. then the second one tends to be when they're in their work environment or, or, or out socializing. And, and it's funny, that's, that's one thing that came to mind with me. I'd realized that I don't want to be creating this business, you know, entrepreneur. Uh, everybody knows me as, you know, this great uh, entrepreneur. I want to be me. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. I changed my self-image. I started to like myself for who I was. Uh-huh. And as a result, everybody else around me uh, also became happier because yeah. 
I started to like who I was when I looked yeah. in the mirror and the reflection looking back. When yeah. I was younger, I didn't like that I was bald. I didn't like that I was red haired. I didn't <laughs> like that, you know, my nose was slightly crooked. I didn't yeah. like my ears were big. I yeah. had problems with everything. You know, everything was a problem. But oh. now, now I can look at my reflection and it doesn't bother me because I've realized that you have to like yourself for being yeah. you. Yeah. And that's it. Well, you really do. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that, you know, the ultimate form of self-care, really, if we're being honest and transparent, mm-hmm. is to fully accept ourselves in spite of all the imperfections, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think I think when we look at, you know, look, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. Even the perfect person is not perfect, but it's it's how they think about it. That's where the problem lies. And yeah. It, you know, when I look back and uh, like even I, I consider myself to have nice white teeth, but I paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only did I pay for them, I paid for them three times because I wasn't happy the first time. Then I wasn't happy the second time. Uh-huh. And then the third time I felt, well, now they're too white. So what do I do? But yeah. that's when I didn't like myself. Yeah. And, and when I used to go out and buy a car or when I would go out and buy a suit or I'd buy a, a nice piece of jewelry, I wasn't buying it for me. I was buying it so somebody else, I would yeah. impress somebody else. So I was yeah. doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, I think, I think that's a very interesting, um, that's just so, what just dropped in for me as you were talking is, is that I'm thinking about, you know, why so many people are so conscious about trying to keep up with the next person and why, you know, in, in so doing, they'll let themselves kind of go to the wayside, you know, it, it, to your point, they'll, yeah. they'll go spend money on a fancy car or, you know, the, the, or the, the, you know, the, the house or whatever else. And they'll, and they'll start, they'll sit, they'll be, they'll be doing it because they want to get acceptance from people that they don't even know. And what I find really interesting about that is, is that, you know, why do you think people really do that? Yeah. So it's a bit like when you look at, and, uh, you know, I agree totally with you. It's like the, your neighbor, you know, they buy a new car and then you have to buy a new car. You know, they, they, they get new windows in the home and you go yeah. off and buy new windows because you're keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. But, but that's, that's actually the way society works. And yeah. we, we think on the basis that uh, we think about what they're thinking. Yeah. But the reality of it is, if you start to really think about what it is you want and not what you need, well then, and you become to you know enjoy you as your 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 own being and create a self image of the person you want. Well then, you start to get what you want. So yeah. you don't start worrying. You don't start uh, you know thinking about what other people are thinking. Yeah. Like personally, I used to find years ago when you know when I was having a conversation with somebody, I wasn't listening to what they were saying. I was thinking about what I was going to say after they had said something. Yeah. And it was, it was almost like I was controlling the conversation. But now when I listen to people, I pick up their emotions and feelings and I can respond with an emotion or feeling uh, in a passionate way. Yeah. Uh, and it obviously makes you a much better communicator. And, and one of the, the biggest benefits that, that I have learned over the last number of years when it comes to communication is that to try and leave everybody with an impression of increase. Um, no matter what has happened, good or bad, because I used to be an angry person. I was angry because I didn't like myself, but I used to get angry with people that got angry with me. And all I was doing was I was responding. I was reacting to something when I should have been responding. Yeah. Because you don't know what somebody else or what has happened to somebody else 
before you, I suppose, have a conversation with them. And it, yeah. it, it, an example would be like going into, you know, a supermarket and, you know, maybe the uh, the girl behind the counter throws your, the money back at you, which maybe she's having a bad day. And yeah. then you respond by, you know, or react by, by yeah. saying something nasty to her. And yeah, or getting sudden, snappy or what's yes. your problem or something like that, right? Exactly. And yeah. then what happens is it creates a bad vibration. And then all of a sudden you're both arguing about something. You walk away thinking about it and, you know, trying to figure out, should I have said this? Should I have said that? Right. What? Whereas if you just respond to something and say, oh, look, um, maybe you're having a bad day. I hope it gets better. Yeah. You walk away in a better form of mind. Yeah. You've control on your emotions and feelings. Yeah. And well, can- well, and to your point, it also keeps you from making a bad decision later because you're you're not thinking, you're not holding on to that negative energy, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like if, if you can control your emotions and feelings to allow you to be in a higher vibration, mm-hmm. and this is where paradigms come in. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like somebody saying, and uh, maybe their daughter or their son done something. And then they say, oh, I'm not going to let them away with that. They're not getting away with that. But mm-hmm. what are they not getting away with? This is what I don't understand. Yeah. Because it's the reaction of saying that means that you feel it necessary. Maybe you have a bad image. You feel it necessary to react in that way because maybe your mum did or your dad did or your uncle or your aunt, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. you know, and you've learned that. And that's this is where the paradigms come in. So on that note, why don't you explain, because I know in my circles, I do hear the word paradigm thrown around a lot, but what I hear, what I hear talked about more is I I hear it explained in a different way. So I'm wondering if you can just break down, first of all, what a paradigm is and how it relates to really what we're talking about right now. Yeah, sure. So when you look at a paradigm, a paradigm is our habitual behaviors. And almost all our behaviors are habitual. So when we look, we get up at the same time. We go to bed at the same time. When we get up in the morning, we probably go in and wash our teeth. But we do that every single morning. Yeah. The same as when, you know, we go into our, our office desk. We sit down at the same desk. You know, we we perform the same habitual behaviors all yeah. the time. Yeah. The same would occur when maybe you go and uh, do your shopping. You know, you go around the shopping market in the same way as you've always gone because it makes you comfortable. Yeah. Now, and you're used to it because we're exactly. creatures of habit. We're just, we mean to exactly. piggyback on what you're saying. We're used to doing the same things. One of my favorite sayings, and I say it a lot on this show, is we get really good at what we do often. Yes. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Like a, an example would be, um, you know, when we sit and watch TV, you know, we go in, we sit in the same chair. Yeah. Now, if, if we if somebody else was sitting in that chair when you arrived to the room, you're going to ask them to move. Why? Yeah. Because you want to be comfortable. Yeah. When you're outside your paradigm, you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So if we want to change our habits, we've got to become uncomfortable. So when I talk to people and, you know, I teach people, I, I first find out what their habits are. I find out what their paradigms are. And some people can have paradigms towards money. So it's a bit like when when you concentrate on your bank account, mm-hmm. you know, you're fixated with the money. You're fixated with the amounts that's in your account. Yeah. And what really happens, you tend not to have too much of it. Mm-hmm. If you've earned a certain amount of money all your life, well, then you will almost build a paradigm around that. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit like an example would be when somebody wins the lotto and, yeah. then, or the and you find after some years, uh, they've now got no money again. They're back yeah. to the same state they were in. That's yeah. a paradigm. 
it's yeah, because they haven't changed who they are. You know, they're exactly. just, we, we, we get so used to doing the same thing. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And, and basically when it comes to changing a paradigm or changing our habits, all we have to do is start to create a new habit. If you create a new positive habit, you can replace the old one. But if you try to replace uh, an old habit with a negative habit, it'll automatically become a negative habit. Yeah. That makes sense. What, no, what it, I does. Mean, it does. It you does. Know, you have to. And what most people tend to do is they try to change their behavior, mm-hmm. but your behavior will not change the habit. So you got to concentrate on changing the habit as opposed to changing your behavior to allow you to get what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like if somebody wants to earn more income, or somebody wants to do better in their career, mm-hmm. or somebody wants to uh, outperform uh, you know, what they've been doing in the past, mm-hmm. they need to change their habits. They need to change the paradigm. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, will allow them then to, to go after what it is they want as opposed to what they need. Okay. So let's break that down a little bit further. And let's just, let's just, let's break it down using as an example. And so obviously I talk all about self-care here from all different angles, but most, most people in my audience that know me know that my background is in fitness. So let's, let's break down the concept of what you're talking about in terms of establishing a new habit to say, improving either your fitness level to weight loss, to, you know, developing some type of new habit that helps you take care of yourself better, like maybe getting more sleep and rest, being more active, et cetera. So just pick one and kind of walk me through your process. Okay, so let's let's look at let's stick with the fitness. So okay. we decide in the first of January, we decide that we're going to change our whole um, fitness uh, outlook, and we're going to join the gym. So we start off first week in January, we're all motivated, we're fired up, we're going to lose that weight, or we're going to gain that muscle, whatever right, it is. Right. The, the first week we're we're doing we're going to the gym three times, and we're all excited and we're pumped. Right. Second week comes along, and then we're oh, maybe the, it's getting a little bit cold outside. Oh, do you know what? Don't think about it. And I'm a little sore, and I'm tired, yeah. and I've got a conflict yeah. one day. Yeah. yeah I maybe guess. I'll have it. So you go over to the press, and a, you know, a bar of chocolate falls out, and you go, oh, do you know what? I'll just have a little bit of chocolate, and you know, it won't <laughs> do me any harm. Next thing then, you know, the following week, then you say, oh, do you know what? I won't bother going to the gym at all. You open the press again and a packet of crisps fall out and another bar of chocolate, <laughs> piece of cake. And what, what, what you're allowing yourself to do there is you're allowing your comfort zone to creep back in. And as a result of that, then you go back to your old paradigm and you go, do you know what? You convince yourself it wasn't working anyway. I might as well just go back to eating the food. It's too much work. Right. Yeah. I've never lost any weight and I've not put on any muscle. So what, 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 you know, what, what's the point of it all? But the difference is, is when, when it comes to paradigms, they will fight you and you've got to fight back Mm -hmm. and you've got to have, you've got to persist and, and decide that. You, nothing is going to change your mind. Yes, yeah. it's okay to to drop off a little and make a couple of mistakes and and, and go back. But the, the, the important thing is the mindset to say, yeah. no, I'm not yeah. going to let this get the better of me. Well, and Fine. I think I think an interesting angle, and just I just know this from working with my own coach, is you know, a lot of it is the strength of your belief because nothing will out-trump what you believe. If you don't believe you can do it, then you're not going to do it. Yeah, and here, here's, the, here's the interesting point when it comes to that, is when we look at um, the aspect of our beliefs and our behaviors, mm-hmm. you got to remember that all your paradigms, most of your paradigms, are formed through your ancestors. So when, you, when you're born, you, you inherit them. If you look back at something, maybe the way you smile, the way you talk, the way you walk, 
um, you know, the way you do things, the way you, mm-hmm. you sit in a chair, the way you yeah. read a book, the way you drive a car, you'll notice that you're, you're like a direct, direct replica of maybe one of your parents or your, your brother yeah. or sister. Yeah, yeah, of course. They were your role model, right? So it's not going to be that easy to change because you're changing the history. Mm-hmm. So that's why the persistence is the vital part. Yeah. And, and that's where people tend to give up. So when we look at our beliefs, you know, it's a bit like somebody saying the world is round and somebody else saying, well, it's not, it's flat. Mm-hmm. So where, where you, look, you have to look and see where the belief came from. You know, was it something you heard? I'll give you an example. And this is a very good example that a colleague of mine told me about the other day. At Christmas, his wife was putting the turkey in the oven and she mm-hmm. cut all the four corners off, okay? And she slid it into the oven. And he said to her, do you mind me asking you, why did you cut the four corners off? And she says, I don't know. My mom always does that. So they rang her mom and said to her mom, do you mind me asking you, why did you cut the four corners off when you're putting the turkey in the oven? And she says, I don't know. I must ring my mom. So she rang her mom three generations later. <laughs> so she rang, rang the mother and she said, look, why do you cut the corners off the turkey when you're putting the oven? She says, because my oven is too small for the turkey to fit in. <laughs> So, so there we go. Somebody wow. ended up with a belief based on yeah. something that had happened, but it yeah. came through generations. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. I would be, I'm just, I'm curious as we dig into the subject a little bit more, when we're talking about changing paradigms for people, one of the things that I always do in my own mindset practice every day is, is obviously go through my set of beliefs. I kind of have a a ritual that I do, but what I always notice first is how they make me feel when I'm reading through something that really gets me excited, say something that I'm working on in my business or a personal goal or something that maybe my husband and I are are trying to do together. It's like, I try to try to really check in with the feeling that it gives me because, you know, feelings are just vibrations in our body. And that's usually a sign that we're either on the right track or there's something else going on. So what I always say is when it comes to, if somebody wants to change the paradigm, they've got a first become aware of what they're doing. And mm-hmm. um, it's a bit like what I said, when you get up in the morning, you know, some people may, you know, put their shirt on or blouse on, and they might put their right arm in first and their left arm in. Uh-huh. But when you want to change your paradigm, start to make yourself become uncomfortable. So uh-huh. in, in, in my home, you know, when I sit at the kitchen table, I sit at different places every time I go, and uh-huh. it, it, it drives my family mad. <laughs> it's because I don't want to be comfortable. You know, um, in the paradigm. But yeah. when, when we look at changing it, I'd first start off with the awareness. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. I would identify what it is that I want to change. And then I start to look at the new paradigm and I start seeing me being already having achieved the new paradigm. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're trying to get in the space that it's already happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like auto suggestion. You constantly do the auto suggestion over and over and over again until you create the belief that it's already after happening. Mm -hmm. So you've got to believe it's going to happen before the belief will kick in. Absolutely. I could not agree more. That is so important. And I think so many people, when they're trying to look at change, you know, and again, let's use the health and fitness example, you know, the New Year's resolution example that you talked about. People wait to see evidence almost with their eyes before they decide they're on the right track. And what you want to always try to do and what I try to teach to my clients and on retreats and the other programs that, that we do here is you want to create that feeling ahead of time because that's really going to be your compass. That's going to be your guiding light. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's, it's very much a case of, you know, to change a paradigm takes time yeah. and it's repetition. There are yeah. only you know, a couple of ways to do it. And one is hypnosis. The second is uh, emotional impact. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the third is repetition. Yeah. And repetition is obviously the most important or easiest uh-huh. for anyone to accomplish. And that's why people tend to give up. They get caught yeah. up trying to change the paradigm. They get annoyed because they don't get to it on time or they don't mm-hmm. start to see the results happening quick enough. Mm-hmm. So they give up and go back. And it's yeah. a bit like, I suppose, when we look at the same when somebody's trying to manifest something, it's almost yeah. like the same process. They go yeah. through the process. It doesn't happen quick enough. So then they say it doesn't work. Well, or, oh, like, well, I tried that. That's not going to work, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or again, like what you mentioned, the belief. Yeah. You know, they don't believe it's possible. Well, as a result of that, because of the vibration and the emotion and feelings attached, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But someone once asked me, you know, what's the best way for to change the paradigm and to manifest something? And I said, well, start creating the belief. So repetition. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but also to allow yourself to believe it's already after happening. Work from the end and not the start. Yeah. Like it's already after uh, yeah. you know, manifesting itself in front of your eyes. Yeah. Or you want to start making decisions from the place where it's already done. Like, yeah. like example, yeah. going back to the fitness example, it's like, what is a, if you're trying to lose 25 pounds, let's say, or you've got a fitness goal or you're trying to run a race or whatever. I mean, whatever your goal is. You got you, you have to, what people I think trying to do that need to understand. And one of the things that we teach is, is that you want to try to make decisions from the place of being successful with that goal. How does that person react? How does that person make a choice on whether or not they need something needs to happen? I mean, that person is thinking from a different space and that's our work. Our work is to become the equivalent of that so that to use your words, you know, we actually adopt a new paradigm instead of sliding back into the same one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I recently came across um, a, a client. I I'd never I never tell clients what to do. Mm-hmm. I let yeah. them identify it and I let it almost um, let them figure it out themselves. And then once they do it and I, I was talking to a client yesterday and and she said she she's looking to develop her her business, and one of her goals is you know to meet a wealthy businessman, you know to to get married and and, and enjoy her life with with right. wealth. So uh, she she came on yesterday, and she was able to tell me that in fact she did meet a wealthy businessman, and he wants to marry her, and he wants to give her everything. 
what she didn't realize was that the man is 78. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, she attracted that. Um, right. But, but it, it wasn't perfect. And that's why I always say to somebody, be careful what you ask for, yeah. because yeah. it will come to you. But be very precise in what you ask for, because it will come to you. Uh, and that's that's when people are in the right vibration and they can control the emotions and feelings and direct them at what they want. Uh, well, then, of course, it will come to you in abundance. Yeah. Well, and we're just, I think as a society, we tend to be more reactive anyway, just because yeah. of, you know, the world we live in, the how fast things are changing, how fast, you know, news and media get circulated. I mean, it's no wonder that so many people struggle with making change, especially after the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. Look, the last couple of years have been pretty tough on people from a, a mindset point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's been very difficult um, to, for people to get through it because what happened was uh, not only did we have you know the worldwide pandemic, but we had where people now had to work from home instead yeah. of their work environment. So they, their paradigms changed right. dramatically. Quickly. And, Right. Yeah, very quickly. Exactly. And now there were there were a lot of people in very uncomfortable situations that didn't know uh, that they were going to be involved in that in the first place. And yeah. of course, then, uh, the new paradigm set in, which is now you know working from the, the home place or, or, or being surrounded by their family. So, well, this is all just I just love, I could talk about mindset and everything related to it all day long. It's so fascinating to me. Let's say someone out there is listening and they're thinking okay, I think I can maybe do this, but the thought of being uncomfortable, I'm not sure about that. I really don't know where to start. What would you tell them? Okay, the first thing I always say to somebody is when they don't know where to start. The reason why lots of people don't know where to start is because that's not the way they think. You know, an 18-year-old gentleman came up to me once and he said, you know, we were at a, doing a seminar and he said, Barry, this is great and I love what you've said. And he said, it's, it's all fantastic. But he said, you know, I'm not interested. You know, now I knew he was interested because he wouldn't have been there in the first place yeah. if he wasn't interested. Of course, right. But I said to him, look, that's totally understandable. I said, because you've never looked at the future of what you want. I said, what you're doing, in most cases, what people do is they chase their needs. Mm-hmm. They develop the wants afterwards, but then they don't get them. So they leave them and they go back to their needs. You know, yeah. they need to pay the mortgage. They need to pay the uh, school fees. They need to put food on the table. So we're going around in our habitual state of behavior all day long, surfacing our needs. But when you step back out of that and come outside the bubble of your habitual state and start to become uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. well, of course, you become restless. But when you start to become uncomfortable, you can become aware of what it is that you want. And you can start to say, well, do you know what? I do want to be a professor or I do want to earn X amount of money or I do want to, you know, do better in my career. And then start to develop that, you know, start to look at what it is, actionable steps that you need to take to get you there mm-hmm. and then persist, move forward with it. Yeah. Because if you remain on the same frequency of what it is you want and you constantly create that uh, vibration. Mm-hmm. And I suppose when we look at, you know, it's a bit like when we go out with you know, our friends for a couple of drinks or cocktails, you know, you're in great form, you're laughing and joking and you're coming up with great ideas. That's when you're in a high vibration. But when you're in low vibration is when something happens and you let it, you know, when you react to it and you let it affect the rest of your day, it's a bit like banging your toe up the end of the bed and going, oh my God, I'm going to have a bad day. And what happens? You have a bad day. Yeah. Right. But what you focus on grows, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. I always say when somebody asks me about, you know, the paradigm or changing it, start to look at what it is you do every day. Maybe even look at from 9 a.m. tomorrow morning up until 9 p.m. Write down everything that you've done in the day and then read it back and go look and say, well, oh, I spent an hour on Facebook or I spent two hours doing ABC. And then mm-hmm. say to yourself, well, what could I do that I could bring me closer to my goal mm-hmm. that I can replace that habit with mm-hmm. by putting a new habit in? Yeah. And you can find that by replacing the old paradigm with a new paradigm or a new habit, um, you start to get closer to your goal. And when you get yeah. closer to your goal, you get excited. And now your yeah. goal gets bigger and better. Yeah. And then the the feedback you're getting is, is how you know it's working is that you feel better. Exactly. You, know, you get excited and that's your clue that, hey, I'm on the right track here, right? You're in the higher vibration and everything starts to almost uh, fall into place. And then you realize that actually this, this does actually work. And uh, it allows you then to um, develop better goals. You know, you yeah. go higher. Yeah, I love the, how you mentioned several times throughout our chat about repetition. One of the yeah. things that I preach on a daily basis is consistency. And, you know, again, to use the New Year's you know, resolution, or if you're an entrepreneur and you're working in your business and you're trying to implement something different or you're designing a new program or you're innovate, you're reinventing yourself or whatever, which a lot of us have had to do over the last couple of years, quite frankly, um, you know, the consistency piece is the biggest one. You know, it's not always about, you know, making the huge changes. It's making the small change and being ridiculously consistent with it. Yeah, for sure. Look, when we talk about entrepreneurs, um, we always hear uh, lots of people say, oh, you need to fail. You need to fail. Oh, you need to fail many times to create success. Uh-huh. You do need to fail to a certain degree. But the reason why lots of people fail more than what they realize and more than what they need is because they've developed a belief around it. Yeah. Because they're hearing it all the time. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is if you find a correct mentor or coach Mm-hmm. that will allow you or dedicate the right energy and time towards you, mm-hmm. you can stop yourself from failing. Yeah. You know, you, you can avoid them failures and almost multiply your results by 10x. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, I totally agree with that because I feel like so many people will say, well, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. I'll just try yeah. it on my own or whatever. Well, the reality is, is if we knew what to do, we'd be doing it already. It's it's a bit like I look, I, I speak to lots of people and they all tell me the same thing. Yep. They've done they've done all these shiny you know, objects, all these courses and all. And I'd say to them, like, okay, what what were you trying to get out of it? And they'd say, Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a six-figure business or a seven-figure business. And I say, Well, did you get that? And they say, No. And I say, Why? And they say, I don't know. I, I followed it all. The reason why they didn't get it was because of their paradigms. They allowed their habitual state of behavior to continue. So yeah. it might say a month, you know, what's changed? Nothing. Two months, what's changed? Nothing. Three months, what's changed? Nothing. But if they had decided to take the appropriate action in the first yeah. month, well, then they would start to see the changes. Yeah. And I just think when it comes down to it, people also, I mean, the natural tendency is to talk out of both sides of your mouth. You know, it's to, you know, say, well, this is what I want to do, but then look at, look at what you're doing. Look at your action steps. That really says more about what you're doing than what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I find that it's the people that take the action. You know, when I when I talk to prospects, you know, the first thing I'd ask them is, you know, what's your passion and desire? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that you want from life? Mm -hmm. And most of them say, I don't know. I say, well, let's go back to when you were younger. What you know, what was your dream? 
Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, well, you know, I would love to have a sports car. Okay. And, you know, what type of car? Oh, well, a Ferrari. And what color? A red one. Okay. And what color are the seats? Oh, they're red. And, you know, how fast does it go? You're creating the picture and they're getting yeah. excited. You know, yeah. and it's the same with a home. What type of home? Where do you want to live? You know, what color is the house inside? What color are the walls? What's the floor? Yeah. And and then it creates, some, you know, I've often finished a conversation where they're so excited. They go, oh, my God, I haven't thought about that for years. Yeah. I, I, if you don't mind, I'll share a quick story about a gentleman. No, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And he was from Israel. And um, I'll never forget it because uh, he'd come on. He'd, he'd done a quick call with me. He came through one of my Facebook groups and he'd asked me, you know, could could I help him? And I said, of course, no problem. So he jumped on the call. We spent about 10 or 15 minutes yapping away. And I said to him, like what I mentioned earlier, you know, what is it you want? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. And I said, okay, well, let's go back a few years. What did you want when you're in your, you know, 20s? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, well, when I was in my 20s, he said I was a top sales rep. And I said, okay, great. What was it, you know? And he said, I was selling, you know, homes to beat the band. And, and I loved it. And I said, okay, and what happened? And he goes, I got married. And I said, so what else? And he says, well, I had children. And I said, what else? You got a home. And I said, okay, what else? You had to pay the mortgage. And I said, what else? And he goes, well, just, I suppose, life. And I said, but why did you let that happen? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. And yeah. I said, but that's what happens everybody. And he said, oh, my God. He says, a light bulb has just gone on. And I said, what? Yeah. He said, you need to get back selling. And I says, boom, you hit it. That's it. <laughs> you just need that light bulb. You need to go yeah. back and reflect on what it is you wanted in the past. And then start to, you know, bring it yeah, back. Because it's really never too late. I think a exactly. lot of people think that ship has sailed. I really do. A lot of people I talk to, well, I just don't know if I can do that at this point in my life. And I'm like, you know what? I have to dis- disagree with that. I think, you know, you're just believing that because that's what you're thinking. Yes, exactly. It's again, like what we mentioned earlier, it's the belief. Yeah, yeah believe- and it's, and it's also a belief or a lack of, if you will, a belief in yeah. And their ability to trust themselves to do to do it, to do the work, to see it through. I think, you know, human beings in general are flawed that way. And I think, you know, to your point, having the right support system is so key. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I came, I came across another gentleman there, uh, oh, maybe it was about a year ago, and uh, he was an accountant. And he decided that he was going to change, um, you know, change his job. And he went to work for another company. But the company he went to work for, the new company, were all digital. So he didn't know how to do any of the digital stuff. He was so used to everything in paper and writing down and calculators. And, you know, as a result, he started to get ill because every day he was going home, hating what he had done because he couldn't learn it. And then going in the morning, hating going into the job. Mm-hmm. So what happened? The fear, the doubt, the worry ended up becoming uh, depression. Depression then started to shut down. And it started to affect his body. So he started to get ill because that's what happens when we can't make decisions or we make yeah. bad decisions. Yeah, that stress starts to manifest in our bodies. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It starts to break down the body or, mm. or, or cut it down. And and all it was was the anxiety was creating the problems and depression. But mm. after uh, like a 15-minute call, uh, I was able to establish what was wrong and, of course, give him a bit of guidance on what he could do about it. And you know, he had contacted me some weeks later and he said, do you know what? The first night's sleep I've had in years. And it made me feel good. 
Now, this was yeah. a gentleman that I I I didn't yeah. I didn't work with long term. It was only a you know a a, um, a one or two session um, that I had. But but that's what I love. That's what I love when I see somebody getting some sort of result uh, out of what uh, they thought was a problem initially. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It just just reaffirms that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, where can people find you, Barry? And um, so, barrylynch.com. Um, I have lots of information up there, or they can look me up on uh, Instagram, Barry Lynch's, mm-hmm. or Facebook, Barry Lynch's. Okay. Um, I tend to be everywhere, but certainly uh, barrylynch.com is probably the easiest place and the pop-up will come up if anybody wants any free information. I'd be glad to, to provide uh, okay. my, book, my book on paradigms. Also, I wrote a book called What, what They Don't Tell You About Paradigms, and that's free. Oh, I love that. So that's like an ebook then. Yeah, it's a, it's a, on Amazon, um, but I certainly email it to anybody that okay. wants a copy free of charge. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, I really appreciate, glad we were able to work this out. And um, um, just thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to chat with me. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Oh, no problem. Anytime, anytime. I'll have to get you back for um for a future episode and we'll, we'll, we'll continue. So if anyone out there is listening, please, if you're feeling inspired, feeling like maybe, you know, trying to establish a new habit, or maybe you feel like you're stuck or whatever, please feel free to reach out to Barry um, and take advantage of his free book or any of his other free resources that are available on his site, barrylynch.com. And if you are an entrepreneur, since we were talking about business and you are looking to make some changes in your business, reinvent yourself, or perhaps just design something unique and different to add to your existing business model, please come over and join me in my Innovate and Grow for health and fitness and wellness entrepreneurs over on Facebook. Um, you know, our industry was really hit hard for the last couple of years. And fortunately, a lot of us are still going. But um, but with the state of the world, the way that it is now, um, change is really not a question of if, it's a question of when. So I would really love to encourage you to come over and join me there and join our little uh, supportive community there. Um, before I sign off, I just want to uh, tell you how thankful and grateful I am for for all of your support of the show. We continue to reach more and more people, and I'm just so grateful. It allows me to continue to talk with amazing guests and to bring you amazing content and to just meet so many amazing people. I mean, I've had the privilege to interview and chat with so many people across the globe, and um, that's one of the reasons why I love doing this show. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And no, till next time, this is Allison Kaczkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 